0: And welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Nat. And today I'm so excited because we have an international guest from Australia. We have Sarah Marie Little, who's a certified life and career coach. She specializes in some of my favorite things, archetypes, wellness, personal development and growth. Sarah, I know how overwhelmed and overworked, women go from surviving to thriving. Sarah I think you're going to be my type of woman on today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You're most welcome. I'm so thrilled to be here joining you today Natalie. Thank you.
0: Oh I'm so excited. So I'm going to jump right in Sarah because yeah, sometimes these topics just get me all excited and the geek in me that is um, <laughs> involved in all of this. So when you're talking about archetypes, can you explain to like, the listeners what you mean? What does that mean and how does that affect us in our everyday life?
1: Mm, yeah, this is a great topic to dive straight into. So, OK, I'm going to break it down um, to a really, really simple format. Um, basically, archetypes are patterns. They are patterns of power. Sometimes they are subconscious. Sometimes they are conscious. Um, Sometimes they bring a sort of sinister side to them. And sometimes they are luminous, right? And they glow. And within my work with women, I utilize in particular five archetypes. So five types of power patterns. But you probably know that there are so many different archetypes, but yes. I've broken it down into five because these are the themes and the power patterns that I saw come up again and again and yes. again with my coaching practice. So mm-hmm. basically that's the archetypes or archetypes in a nutshell. And the five archetypes that I work with are the girl, the dark girl, the woman, the Dark Woman and the High Priestess. Ooh.
0: Can you tell me a bit more? I'm so intrigued because, like you say, there's so, like, some psychologists give a certain type of archetype, and I know it's come from, you know, quite i don't know it's a long time ago didn't it It started off maybe in the 70s that this thought of archetype i know has kind of grown and and progressed and it sounds like you've really honed it into what works for you can you tell me a little bit more i'm sorry sir i know i'm putting you on the spot here but i'm so intrigued
1: this is great and this is i could talk all day oh i thought i I thought you might (laughs) be able to (laughs) so thank you natalie um Look, yes, there are so many different archetypes, but I have broken it down into five. And I'll just give your listeners just a really brief example. Perfect. of each, So they can relate and they can mm-hmm. say, okay, which one am I? Um, yeah. So look, <clears throat> I, firstly, I want to say I'm using, um, I'm saying girl and dark girl, etc., but you can also just refer to them by their houses, okay, because some people may not want to identify with the girl. Um, So the first archetype is the girl archetype, and that is the house of innocence. And this house is really the place where you're in that stage in life where you're really sort of naive, you're innocent, you're playful, you're free, you're curious. And it's just an overflow of just curiosity and abundance within you. Mm-hmm. um but on the on the other side there can be a little bit of um, uncertainty like you don't know everything um, yeah. you may be may, you may feel a little bit naive and sometimes a little bit trapped and so most women they move on from the girl the girl archetype of their childhood and they move into the dark girl okay now I'm talking in a linear sense so I'm talking progressively that we move So I'm talking in a linear sense and I'm talking about how we can progressively move up the archetypes. Mm -hmm. But also too, I just want to say before I forget, you can (laughs) have archetypes that you bounce around with. So maybe within your career you utilize the woman archetype.
0: But when you're with
1: your lover, you might utilize the dark woman. Um, And then also, I want to say, making it more complicated, that collectively we have an, a collective uh, feminine archetype and I'm go- I'm going to just dive into this but I'm going to come back to the five because I think this is a really important one to give people an overview of where we're at in these changing times yeah um, so collectively we have been in the woman archetype and we've all and the woman archetype is all about getting it done it's yes. about you know, making big pushing changes, through, yeah, pushing through, did the to do list. It's yeah, yeah, striving, really striving, uh-huh. often struggling with stress and burnout and not coping very well. Um, but collectively, we've been, we have been in that area of striving because we do want those results. And look, like. Our um, ancestors have gone before us and they've given us this, they've paved the way for us and they've given us yeah. all these opportunities. So we, we, we're pushing ourselves. And but we're what, told and we
0: can have it all, can't we? We can oh, have we it can, all and we, we can, can do all. it all. And I think that yes. I love that phrase where you can have it all, but not all at once.
1: Yes, exactly. And, and this is the thing. But, and what's happened was, you know, COVID came around. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the archetypes have being shaken up. And so most people, they went back from okay, I can't do it all because I'm I'm at home now. I'm juggling yeah. my child, char- my my, mm. I can have my children and my work, and you know it's impossible. So a lot of people went back into the the girl archetype where they were just more in flow, more in sync with just the day and how they were feeling, and more curious and playful, and just more open to exploration. Yeah, and. Some and sometimes this can be um, a really positive thing. Sometimes it can go um, to the extreme, but collectively, from the crisis of COVID, and from these as well—not just COVID—I want to say the wildfires um, in the US and in Australia, and the things that are happening with the climate—that's shaking out archetypal blueprint up, and so we've we've kind of we're kind of not sure where to go now as a collective because we were in the woman and we're powering through, but then we realized we can't do this forever. It's not Mm. sustainable. We need to start to relax. And so we've been sort of tampering with the girl archetype, just curious, just in flow and in sync with the day and not tightly wielding, wielding ourselves to some schedules that aren't doable. And so the next archetype is the dark girl. And now, you are, If you are in a dark girl, you're really starting to sort of come into your femininity, your power. And the problem with the dark girl is you're often misusing that power, your femininity. Dark girl is all of that about, about the house of appearance. So she's all about how do I look? How do other, other people perceive me? Right? And she might hmm. put on a false mask in order for others to perceive her in the light she wants to be perceived in she Ooh. might diet to the extreme because she wants to look a certain way and and she doesn't care what cost it takes it, yeah her. so that's the dark girl and then we have the woman which we've briefly just discussed she's all about pushing through and then we have the dark woman and now If you move up linearly, if you're moving up linearly and you are going from the woman to the dark woman and you are um, in the space of the dark woman, you're more in touch with your sensuality. You've slowed down. You are wanting to create, maybe wanting to write, paint, redecorate your house. You are getting in touch with your senses, your taste, your sight, your sound. You're wanting to put on music and move your body. Mm. And... So she's really leveling up here. And then when we get to the High Priestess, so the, the Dark Woman, sorry, she's the house of expression. She's, so she's all about expressing herself. And then the High Priestess, she's all about freedom. She knows who she is, and she's not going to compromise her values. She's more about the intrinsic values, the intrinsic vision that, that she has for herself. And so, yes, from the outside looking in when you see a high priestess you might think oh my god she has it all Mm. because she gives off that aura she gives a sense of calm composed beautiful bright she's got all the things um and so that is that and that is what marketers and what a lot of people try and sell to us is this very high priestess energy but what often happens is um, the energy is lost, like the intrinsic values, uh, having a strong self-worth, those things, they get lost and we get sold the sort of shell of a high priestess, the shell of a woman to aspire to. Um, this is so, so
0: interesting. Um, yes. And so when women start working with you, do you find they're at a, diff- like, at a stage and they work through these patterns with you? How How does that usually work, Sarah?
1: Yes. Yes. Great question, Natalie. Often what happens is we work on these patterns and some of them are very conscious and, you know, a a woman might be aware, yes, I'm burning the candle at both ends. This is not sustainable. And then some of them may need a little bit of digging, a little bit of space. It's more
0: unconscious.
1: Unconscious. Yes. Mm. And, and so that is, and, and that is sort of my work. It's not to, to tell women what to do, but it's really to hold space for them, to come to the awareness and the answers for themselves around who they are and who they really want to be, like what is, what is at their core, you know, what is at their center.
0: I'm just, I could listen to you talk about this all day, Sarah. I've got to be be fair. I just find it so fascinating because if we know who we are at that core level, literally, I believe that anything is possible for us. Like we, we're very good at holding ourselves back. Because if we're stuck in maybe that dark girl archetype or that, you know, we're stuck in that place. We feel those, those boundaries that we've set ourselves. But like you say, if we're able to work our way through to that high priestess, we know we can do anything we don't even question it we just we've got that inner knowing that we've got that within us
1: yes and you've definitely nailed it there natalie because it is there there are these boundaries and these these things that we put up these walls that we put up in our mind in our minds and often often in our minds and we need to we need to break those down we need to go actually you know what I don't care what people think of me, yes. <laughs> I'm going to follow my passion, I'm going to enroll in that art workshop, or mm. we go, okay, you know what, I don't care that I don't tick all the things off my to-do list, or I don't take minutes perfectly in meetings, you know, done is better than perfect, you know, it's about really embracing who we are, who you are, mm. Mm.
0: Just to kind of move, I know this is a link, this is a very tenuous link, but it is one. And so does that link into what you talk about, our level of happiness and that those kinds of small scale happiness? Because we always think that, yeah. I don't know, our concept of happiness is like we have to be thrilled at all times. And, you know, our, our life is just light and, you know, everything is wonderful. And that's just not realistic, is it? You know, that's a real Disney film, you know, interpretation of what, our lives and who we are and does that link into this idea of small-scale happiness then that kind of yes. you know it's kind of done is better than not and you know really you know realizing that we're okay just being us like those getting that sm- those small wins and appreciating every part of our life and who we are
1: mm-hmm. yeah this is a beautiful conversation and it definitely does relate to the archetypes because the small steps that I take, I have this philosophy, Natalie, of not taking these large steps. Mm. When you think about, like, something you want to achieve, the best way to achieve it is just one small bite at a time. It's not about creating this massive gung-ho plan to get it all done next week. It really is about breaking it down to the smallest, smallest piece. And so a lot of the time time with my clients we sort of utilize the small scale happiness philosophy to break down the goals the visions into small tiny doable pieces and where happiness fits in happiness is a really interesting topic because you know how i was saying about we sold this this type of woman that we should be in society like the same as with it's so true for happiness. I feel like we are sold a particular um, a particular happiness in our society. You know, it's all Absolutely. about acquiring and looking mm-hmm. a certain way, you know. And the thing is, when you start to go to those deeper levers, levels and th- those deeper layers within yourself, you start to realize what actually really gives you happiness, what really yeah. fuels you. And a lot of the positive psychology interventions that I employ with my clients, you know, even a lot of those therapeutic science-based interventions, they don't last forever, you know. It has to come from within the person.
0: Yes. I call it in my book like finding your personal happiness prescription because what works for me may not work for you, Sarah, and vice versa. And it's finding – it takes the time, doesn't it, to find it what – what that is for you and unpacking that. And I guess that's where archetypes comes back into as well, knowing you are at a deep level.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's such a great um, concept, Natalie, because it is, it's a, It's about the person activity fit. So if I had a, a person come to me, a woman come to me, and she was in her dark woman archetype, yeah, and another woman came to me in her girl archetype, that they'd likely have very different prescri- prescriptions for the interventions that I would uh, assign to them to do. Right. Yeah. Not, not everyone wants to sit down and listen to a guided visualization every day and not everyone wants to practice savoring their food or a gratitude practice. Mm. So we, we really need to, um, to honor that within ourselves. And and as we, and maybe now as your listeners are aware, they'll probably um, come come to a greater awareness with this in their life. They'll probably see lots of different people selling them lots of different things Yeah, and they need to think about where they are right now in their life, with their archetypes, with their needs, like who are they and does this fit who they are? You know, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch because it's something they haven't, Dived into yet, but is is there a piece of them in this already, you know, or are they just stretching themselves so far? And I often see this within the online world with business owners stretching themselves to be somebody that they're not, you know, and I think oh. this is one of the most important things is to just be able to have a daily practice to come back to yourself, to come back to your center. And that's a really good um, practice for any archetype, whether you're the girl or the dark woman, just to be able to sit with yourself and just review, reflect on your day, and maybe even reflect on the following, on what's to come the next day as well.
0: I love that concept because we're almost bombarded with messages, aren't we? Whether that's from social media or advertising or even families about who we you know other people think we should inverted commas be and I love that thought of like actually coming back to you and really centering and asking yourself who are you like what do you want what have you experienced today where do you want to go is this in line with who I want to be I love that thought Sarah I'm gonna gonna take that practice on board um Sarah I've got a question that I ask most people who come on this podcast I'm really intrigued um, to see what your answer is. So has there ever been anything that's happened in your life that has really changed how you show up? It could be a book or a conversation or a holiday or whatever it might be. Has there ever been that kind of turning point for you in your
1: life? Yes, definitely. Oh, Natalie, my goodness. I'm so fortunate. I've always put myself out there into the world to meet new people, to try new things. Yeah. And that's, that's how we know what we like because we're born and we don't, and when we're born, we don't know, we have no idea. The only way is through trial and error. So there's been an abundance of amazing people who, um, there's an author called Bill Plotkin. He talks about the golden shadow and the sinister shadow. And the sinister shadow Ooh. is the part of yourself when you see someone, you're like, or you see something and you're like, oh God, ugh, you know, like, oh no, energy. Yes, <laughs> do away with this energy. <laughs> um, but the golden shadow is the part of you, you're like, oh, I like this person. I don't know why, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm intrigued you know, by you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm intrigued, you know? Um, and so I've had amazing People, amazing women who have definitely brought their golden shadow into my world, and I think a little bit. The thing about the shadows—the golden shadow and the sinister shadow—is if you, if you are repulsed or if you like that thing or that person, that thing is in you. So if you're repulsed your by mirror, somebody, I'm... it's your mirror exactly. And so I've been lucky. I've been so fortunate that there's been some amazing mentors all along my path. Um, who have reflected back to me by just being themselves, by being their high priestess. They have given me the invitation to step into my high priestess.
0: Oh, I love that. And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes that like, you may have allowed other people, Sarah, through your work to definitely embrace their high priestess. And sometimes we don't even know. And I find that even more fascinating sometimes that we've touched someone's life and we've got no idea
1: exactly yes
0: and who's the author did you say again because i'm going to check this out straight away
1: yes have a look uh, the author is bill plotkin and he has his own set of archetypes as well um and i believe the book he talks about the shadow elements or the shadow sides is called wild mind Oh
0: but okay
1: he, he has a series of books that are all i the love most-
0: a book recommendation it's my yeah that will be my weekend sorted. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so. Right. <laughs> I'm such a geek on this stuff, and I love that concept of people. If we invite people in, they will show us their best size and you know they will send us on a different path, and we never expect that. Yeah. That's amazing, Sarah. What do you think all women need to know? God, this is. Such I know a such a big question. Big question. <laughs>
1: you know what i'm gonna just make it so small natalie keeping with the small scale happiness yeah um because yeah. there are so many wonderful things that i can say and no doubt your guests have said incredible things um you know i think one of the things things that i want all women to know is just to practice being kind to yourself yeah practice mm-hmm. having kind thoughts Practice treating yourself the way you would a a friend. You know, a good friend. You know, if you're having a bad day or you mess something up, you know, don't criticize and condemn yourself. You know, offer yourself some loving kindness and some words of of real, you know, friendliness and and love. And I think this is one of the most like often overlooked things that we can do for ourselves. It's simple. Um, But it really does make a big difference on how we feel, how we treat ourselves and how we treat others in the world.
0: Wow. What a way to finish. Sarah, where can people find out more about you Mm. and your wonderful work?
1: Yeah, well, people can come over to my website, which is com, And I invite them if they're interested to sign up to my newsletter list or have a look at my coaching packages or even if they've got a question, please feel free to send me an email.
0: I will put all of um, Sarah's details in the show notes for today. Sarah, thank you so, so much. I've learned lots. I've loved the conversation. I really appreciate your time. I know it's evening there in Australia. So thank you again so, so much.
1: Thank you so much, Natalie.
0: Have a lovely week, everyone. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of the podcast if you did please give us a review or share this podcast with a friend and I will see you next week on the So That Got Me Thinking podcast.